Welcome, and thanks for joining us on the Life and Leadership Over Coffee Chat. Join Anthony Lay and Nick Pham as they bring insights on how you can lead with passion, authenticity, and purpose in your business, relationships, and personal life. If you're looking to create breakthroughs and results, you're in the right place. Let's grab some coffee. Okay, imagine this scenario. You're looking to start a new business or make that next career move, and you want to go to a friend for some advice, only to find that this friend says things like, right, I've heard this before. What's going to be so different now? Or maybe you don't even have the resources or experience to do it. What makes you think you can pull it off? Or how about, it's not that I don't believe in you. I just don't want to see you fail. I wonder... How pleasant would it be if that one friend stuck around forever? You know, most of us don't realize that we are that friend to ourselves. Isn't it interesting, though, that when a family member or a friend or even coworkers come to us for advice or a pep talk, we're usually willing to stretch ourselves and do anything to help them out. Interestingly enough, though, when we turn inward and reflect on ourselves, we tend to beat ourselves up, be unforgiving, instead of being that same compassionate person we are to others. Today, we're going to explore the topic of self-compassion. So, Ant, how do you define self-compassion? Self-compassion means that we have our up days and bad days, days when we're productive, and days when we hit these roadblocks. And being able to recognize that, that it's all part of the process. Self-compassion also means giving yourself time, time to rest, time to learn, time to grow, time to just be human. Overall, self-compassion is loving and understanding yourself and not judging yourself harshly. It's not self-pity where you put yourself down. It's not self-aggrandizing self-talk where you just boast yourself up. It's a lot more about just fully understanding who you are, where you are, and where you want to grow. I think for us, like with life and leadership over coffee, it makes sense to talk about this because we're we sometimes I feel like our business days or work days, we need a little bit of that injection of kindness and a more humanistic view instead of the uh, go, 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 go and getting things done. Nick, you know, we talked just right now, right? It's like we just had this quick idea of like what self-compassion, what is not. You and I are just really recently discovering more about this idea of self-compassion. What was your experience like, you know, for our listener? I can tell you from that definition, I wasn't being very compassionate with myself. With the Pandemic going on, the shelter-in-place order effect, schools and daycares being closed, and shifting to a remote working environment, the list of things I was juggling every day kept growing. And as the weeks went by, I found myself dropping the ball on a lot of things. Since schools and daycares were closed, my wife and I had to take turns taking care of our kids during the work week, and I found myself being physically present, but not mentally present. Because my mind was always off thinking about that next thing I had to do or all of the things I had to get done. And it was overwhelming. And as my workload grew, so did that negative self-talk. I found myself being more stressed out, more angry, and I just wasn't performing at the level I'm used to. I started snapping on my kids, even though they didn't deserve it. And I didn't know where that was coming from, but I felt really guilty after I did it. And I would apologize to them and I would just go through this vicious cycle. 
I just wasn't me. And I felt really ashamed and embarrassed. And there were days I just didn't even want to get out of bed. How many of you listening can relate to me right now? I was just in a funk, suffering, and I knew I had to get out of it. It wasn't until I started opening up and letting myself be vulnerable. And when I reached out to you a few months ago and talking about what was going on, I was you know, talking to my coworkers as well and letting them know, hey, like I'm not okay. And through that, I started seeing, hey, I need to be kinder and more compassionate to myself. And you know what I realized? Just because we didn't achieve all we set out to achieve, that doesn't make us unworthy or undeserving. Interestingly enough, though, we forget this simple truth, especially when the world going on around us knocks us off our feet. We start blaming ourselves and we start trying to figure out what we should have done differently. We start comparing ourselves to other people and think maybe we're just not good enough. And this creates a situation where we're left feeling both isolated and ashamed. That's And that's actually a huge problem with this idea of leadership these days. It's like, if I am vulnerable, if I acknowledge I need some self-compassion, I'm weak. And you know what? I think those are the stronger people, the people who choose to be vulnerable and open because they understand themselves, they understand their people. And because of that, they do a better job leading. Years ago, I was doing this leadership program and these people really love the program. They has really great results. We were teaching these high school students how to lead leadership. I didn't realize how vicious I was or how code I was when I was dealing with my own team because I was actually doing that to myself. There was a lot of judgment on myself and saying, I got to be better. These other leadership programs has nothing on me. I'm going to be the best. And I would continue to work tireless hours. And this is on the top of the full-time job. So in a sense, I was doing two full-time jobs. It was exhausting. And no matter how great the result was, at the end of the day, I just felt so lonely, angry. And no matter how good the results, I couldn't experience the joy in that. If I could go back in time, and I think if I injected just even a little bit of self-compassion, I would have recognized that you know I was growing. I was dealing with a lot of limited resources, but I also would have been more appreciative of the people who were around me. And I think self-compassion leads into that, having compassion for others afterwards. We talk a lot about the challenges of people who don't have that self-compassion. So how do we start? Like, what's the, what's the first step that you would take in order to do this? I mean, aside from, okay, now you're aware, hey, I'm beating myself up. I need to be okay with myself. What's that next step? Actually, it's really funny. I might have to backtrack a little bit earlier. So mindfulness is actually, it's not mindfulness. It's a part, mindfulness is a part of it, right? And so part of it is being able to slow down, then take a deep breath, and have a practice of self-awareness. And I think that's where people confuse a lot of time with mindfulness and self-awareness. But once you have mindfulness, you're aware of what's going on, you're aware of your body sensation, your emotions, uh, the things that are happening around you, then you're self-aware recognizing what is it that gets frustrating? What is it that is isolating you? What is it that piss you off or disappoints you or makes you depressed or happy? And by having that self-awareness, then the next step is then realizing, hmm, where am I in this picture? I think that's a very critical key because when you start seeing that and you start seeing yourself in this picture running this like movie maybe, and you see this happening, you start seeing it's like, wow, that's not very kind to myself man, I would never wish this on anybody else. Yet I'm doing this marathon run, 60 hours a day kind of thing. 
How many hours are there in a day? 24. Wow, my math is really bad. <laughs> but sometimes it does feel like 60 hours a day. Yeah. But I'm telling you, I, like, I'm telling you, man, it's like, there are days where I'm like, dude, I've been working like 60 hour days. And someone would be like, Anthony, there's 24 hours in a day. And I'm like, you know what? My perception of time is so messed up right now. It's because I just didn't give myself to be a human and rest. You know, one of the things I just remember you're saying about being a human being, we're so used to this concept of human doing. By the way, when we like, Nick and I meet up in, like, in person, the weird side of me comes out. So you're not a human doing, you're a human being. If all you do, 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 then you're really a human do, do. Put them. Okay. So joking aside, think about that, right? If you feel like S-H-I-T, right? Probably because you kept on doing things. You kept on doing this. You did this. You're hitting this checklist of, I have to do this over and over and over to be successful. But we are taught that. And we think that that will make us feel good. That will make us worthwhile. But in reality, sometimes it's just us being us and accepting us fully that makes us worthwhile. Because there's a lot of good things that come from us. Yeah. And the interesting thing is that many of us rely on the external recognition or validation after we check off those boxes and have proven ourselves that we get a burst of self-esteem. And the self-esteem can go both ways, right? If you don't get the validation or the recognition, your self-esteem takes a hit. And unlike self-esteem, self-compassion is something that is always available to us with no strings attached. What we need to learn to do is create a space where we can be authentic and recognize that there's room for all of the different parts of us, even the ones that are full of shame and fear. And like any skill, the more we practice self-compassion, the more accessible and readily available it is for us. We just need to notice the dialogue that's going on in the space between our ears and acknowledge it. And once we're aware of it, we need to make sure to be loving and kind instead of criticizing ourselves. Many of us believe that the only reason we've gotten as far as we have is because of that self-criticism and that it's a mechanism that keeps us in check. But what I actually believe is true is that we've gotten ourselves as far as we have in our lives despite that self-criticism. And the more we treat ourselves with love and kindness and stop playing the shame and blame game, we give ourselves the motivation and encouragement that we need to keep trying. One of the other things I've dealt with myself and hear from others is thinking that self-compassion is selfish. That setting aside time and energy to take care of our mental and physical well-being takes away from our time to be able to care for someone else. And while we're going through our own challenges, instead of beating ourselves up, we could have easily taken that time to take care of ourselves, which would then make us available to take care of others. And being compassionate with ourselves allows us to connect with others because it allows us to recognize that we're all in the same boat. We all have strengths and weaknesses and that we're all not perfect. This is what makes us human and this is what makes us who we are. So self-compassion allows us to process our difficult experiences and by processing them, we let go of them. And that allows us to be more available and more open to both giving and receiving love because we're coming from a place of love. So, Aunt, 
we now know what self-compassion is. We recognize it. Now, how do we take action and incorporate it into our daily lives? Yeah. So, you know, through my coaching, um, and it's crazy because I've worked with a lot of people who are high strung on getting things done, achieving that they forget, you know, just to be present with themselves. So what has actually helped in incorporating self-compassion in their day is giving themselves maybe like five minutes to 10 minutes to do a little journal writing, just to write down what their thoughts are. I do also reflections. Like, you know, the friend at the beginning we talked about, that voice that always talks down on you. What if you invited your friend's compassion and wisdom into your life? What would they say to you? It's a different result, right? Being intentional who you invite into your head was a different result. A lot of times they go, compassion and wisdom is telling me that I need to slow down, that the work I'm doing is enough today. And there'll be more work for me to do tomorrow. If I tire myself out today, it's going to be a lot harder to do the work tomorrow. But if I give myself rest today, then I'm in it for the long run and I'll be ready for tomorrow. So for our listeners, if you're not doing this yet and you're actually you know, finding yourself like running ragged, you're exhausted, we invite you to bring in self-compassion through your day. What would your day look like? Try that for a day and see how you feel. Thanks so much for joining us for coffee. If you're like us and you're constantly looking to grow, make sure to follow and subscribe to our podcast. We have a lot of great things in store for all our listeners. Until then, thanks a latte.